Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Sama Fagan. Hey there, Sama. How's it going? Hey, it's going. How are you? It is a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? Uh, kind of sunny in Florida. <laughs> well, I mean, it's usually about half sunny and then stormy and the rest storms, of the day, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, which part? Uh, Tampa area-ish. All right. So I love that part. I, I've stayed down there quite a few times, the beautiful white sand beaches and everything, right? Yeah. I work in Pinellas. All my friends are in Hillsborough. I live in Pasco and my boyfriend's in Orlando. So we're kind of, I'm kind of all over the place in central Florida. <laughs> beautiful. All right. So Sam, I like in the show, just jumping right into it. So why don't you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself, please? All right. Uh, I'm Sam. I am 33. I sort of think about that. Uh, I have an undergraduate degree in creative writing and a master's degree in library and information sciences. Um, I work at a library. I'm a teen librarian. I stream under the handle Tricking Loki um, two to three days a week. I also work for different anime conventions. I work for MetroCon, which is Florida's largest anime convention, and Anime Festival Orlando, which is smaller, but has lots of fun little interactive stuff. So all over the place, constantly cool. jumping around. I bet you can't wait for the Rona to be over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My AFO just got canceled again for 2021, and I'm sad. <laughs> But. Okay. Well, Santa, I, uh, we have a lot to talk about. Before <laughs> we do that, I start every interview with a single question. So I'm going to ask you, just like I ask everybody else, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you? Uh, to the general public, probably about a nine. To my friends, probably about a five. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, and how about to you? To myself, yeah, probably also about a five, given the folks I hang around all the time. <laughs> okay, I love it. That's my answer too, five. I'm not, you know, coat on the head crazy, but I'm not like plain <laughs> white rice with milk on me, right? <laughs> okay, uh, now this is the Gamerpreneur podcast, so I do need your gaming cred. When did you first start playing video games, Samma? Video games, probably around, oh God, four or five. So my dad was in, uh, did work for Microsoft way back in the day. Um, and I taught myself how to type actually because all of the games were behind MS-DOS and I had to learn how to type so I didn't have to wait for my dad to come open games for me. So I played like Amazon Trail and Oregon Trail and uh, this EcoQuest Search for Cetus was my favorite game as a kid, but all of those and DOS games and Sierra. Okay, so let me get this straight. On the playground, when kids were insulting each other, and you're like, "My dad works at Microsoft. I know what's coming out." You're like, "You were being honest." Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you play today? Today, a lot of multiplayer games. Most of my streams are done with a a group of friends. Uh, we play a lot of Dead by Daylight and Sea of Thieves, uh, Valheim, that sort of thing. Uh, if I'm not playing kind of multiplayer games, we're usually playing narrative games, which we still get the whole team together because we all like to voice act. So we play games like Monster Camp and and uh, Hustle Cat and other narrative, usually dating sims because that's what most narrative games are. Uh, but I just like being able to read alongside playing my video games. I love it. All right, and um, if you had to choose one game, all time favorite, you know, top tier, which one is it? Ooh, a tricky one. Honestly, for top tier, just all around, all over my entire life, favorite game, probably EverQuest 2. Uh, just because 
Uh, EverQuest was one of my first big games. My dad beta tested that too. <laughs> so I kind of got into EverQuest really early. I was like 10. Um, and I've played it on and off ever since. And it's kind of how me and my partner um, hang out now. We'll be in EverQuest for a couple hours each week just to, to hang out. So it's kind of what got me back into video games again and and just an important piece of my life. Very cool. Okay, let's let's talk about that other piece of your life. Let's go to the newer part. So you said you work in a library. That's pretty yes. awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a nice I work quiet in a job. Library. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Libraries are not very quiet places anymore, uh, which is fine. Um, I actually teach Twitch at my library, among other things. Um, I have also taught other librarians how to teach Twitch to teens. Um, which is always a real fun tongue twister to say, but well, yeah. Okay. What, what got you into it? So you said you did a uh, creative writing and library sciences. Mm-hmm. Why, why the library track? Uh, I actually worked, uh, at Walden books when I was in undergrad, enjoyed that a lot. Thought I would just be selling books my whole life. Uh, and then borders went out of business. So I wound up working at Panera for a bit, but found out that I was like recommending books to people through the drive-through window of Panera and went, I really need to get back to books. So I was looking around and at that time, I didn't really realize that working at a library was a job, was a thing you could do. I thought it was a volunteer gig. Uh, And I happened to see a position for a library assistant. So you didn't need to have the master's in library sciences, but it was like needs uh, needs prior library, experience and this that and the other which I didn't have but I was like you know what? I'll apply I'll see how it is uh I'll get a feel for that type of of interview and everything uh I won't get it and then I got it uh and I've been at that library for it'll be nine years this July Okay, can you do me a favor? Can you break down what library sciences is? Because, you know, I have a doctoral degree in the law. I've done a lot of reading, a lot of researching myself. Is that what it is? It's it's just research and reading? A lot, yep. It's it's, uh, kind of every aspect of the library, even if you're not going to use every aspect. It's learning how to research, learning how to maintain a database, learning how to catalog books, um, learning how to input information into the catalog or into a database. Uh, and how to like manage a library. It's it's kind of every aspect, no matter whether or not you need every aspect. Um, you still need to get a degree in it to be a librarian. Fascinating. And like how, how much of that is actually still done? I mean, with technology the way it mm-hmm. is, I would imagine you just kind of beep and it's, it's done, right? Uh, sort of. Uh, so there's RFID technology that does that sort of thing, but a lot of libraries like mine can't afford it because uh, it would be several million dollars to switch over everything to RFID. And we just, we don't have that kind of funding. <laughs> um, so it's still a lot of, we we put on all the barcodes ourselves, we type in all the catalog information ourselves and then put it up on the shelf. Uh, but a lot of the kind of retrieval of information uh, is largely still done through either our book uh, catalog or just through Google. Like a lot of people ask me questions that I can solve with Google. And so I do. <laughs> I'll tell you when I was an attorney, that was the same thing. They'd pay me a lot of money to go to Google. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what is the most awesome part of your job? Oh, a lot. So probably currently um, we have a um, gaming center in our library uh, for tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, but a lot more than that. I've uh curated about 150 or so books for that collection. I have dice people can take home and I've started making take home kits. So they're like 
scrapbook boxes you can take home that have the rule book and adventure, all the dice, pencils, character sheets. Literally, you could just take this and go anywhere and be able to play D&D or any other kind of game because I'm... I just really love tabletop games. We actually do once a month on stream, we try a new tabletop game uh, just to see all that's out there. Very cool. And what is the worst part of being a librarian? Is it the adventures you have to go on for random spears? <laughs> I wish. I wish that was the worst part. Uh, probably dealing with some people. Honestly, it's it's a public facing job. So and you get people who are angry because of other things that have happened in their day and you're just kind of the last stop and the printer's jammed or we don't have a book in stock. And that's just the last straw for somebody. And uh, people take it out on us a lot. Certainly. No, I have to say, I don't think people 10 years younger than us would have gotten that librarian joke. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's what happens to become a father. All the bad jokes just start coming out. Um, <laughs> what makes you good at this? You know, say someone wants to go into library sciences, and this sounds mm -hmm. fascinating. I get to sit around reading and helping people look at books <laughs> all day. Like, how, what makes a good librarian? Um, kind of being a, a, a jack of all trades, really. You have to be kind of good at a lot of different things. And you don't have to be perfect at anything. Um, I actually read fewer books now than I did before I started working in a library, uh, just because I don't have a lot of time. I still read plenty, but not quite as voraciously as I used to be able to. Um, but you just have to be able to like switch gears really fast because sometimes I'll be working on a new program and then suddenly I have to help someone find Tom Sawyer and then I have to go run to the back and catalog, you know, Lord of the Flies. So it's a lot of being ready to change gear at a moment's notice and roll with whatever is happening. Because a lot of things happen to the library and people I don't think... People still think it's this quiet, chill place, and it's it's really not that. It's a community center. It's a third space for people to go to where they're not expected to spend money, and they still have access to all sorts of things, especially a computer and internet, which a lot of people in underserved communities don't have. So you don't spend all day going, shh. Nope. I get shushed at least once a week by somebody. Um, I shush somebody about once every other month. <laughs> all right. Um Let's let's talk about your stream because like you have a full-time job and, and you also have time to do a stream. Why did you get into that? Um, I just was enjoying video games again. I'd kind of fallen off and then fallen back into video and like fallen back in love with video games. Dead by Daylight had just come out uh, and I was playing a lot with friends and I was like, you know, I'm I've learned OBS for other things at the library. What if I tried this streaming thing that I like seeing other people on like YouTube? I see their highlight reels. Uh, what if I tried that? And that was about four, four and a half, five years ago. Um, and it was an excuse to hang out with friends and kind of be guilt-free about it because we're very much in a time and a society where spending too much time on something that's not productive sometimes feels bad. So it was a way for me to not feel so bad about that um, and still get to play my video games again. Absolutely. And when did you start that? Uh, about four and a half, five years ago. Um, I had, yeah, like Dead by Daylight had just come back, had just come out. And it was this big thing and a bunch of my friends wanted to play it and it ran on my laptop. So I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. And um, at some point you've had to put a little bit of focus onto this because, you know, Broadcast Her sent you over to us. So you, you got a, a grant from them, right? 
I did. Uh, actually, their very first year that they were doing the grants and such, I can't remember now how I heard about them in the first place. It might have been like a Facebook ad or something. Uh, but I applied and I was one of the first 50 recipients for their very first year. Um, and ever since I've been in the Discord and enjoying it. And as the Discord started growing, uh, they asked for moderators and I applied for that and got that. And then uh, a couple months ago, they asked to, they wanted to start a dream team uh, to kind of help with some of the behind the scenes stuff and research. The research part was what got my interest because librarian, <laughs> it's kind of my bread and butter. Um, and I applied for that as well and also got that. So it's been, it's been an amazing journey as they've been growing and needing more help, being able to be in a position where I was able to offer the help and have the skill set needed to, to really assist these people has been great. Certainly, I should correct myself. It's the Thousand Dreams Fund. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. And, and well, it's the Thousand Dreams Fund and the Broadcast Her Grant. That's right. Okay. Um, where's where are you going with your stream? Uh, right now, I'm not really sure. I kind of thought when we had kind of closed for COVID for a while, I was like, all right, I'm going to make more content. I'm going to do this and that, and then pandemic fatigue set in, and then my library reopened, and I. Um, have been kind of burning out because of it. We we don't have any volunteers right now. So everything is about 10 times harder than it used to be. So I come home drained. So I've gone from three days a week to more often two days a week. So right now I do the streaming more for continuing to, to be with friends and continuing to keep my skills sharp, my streaming skills sharp, because I'm really good at passing information along to other people. I've helped several friends uh, very successfully start up streaming, even when mine hasn't been at their level that they've gotten to, because I'm very good at like kind of condensing information, getting it to them, putting it in like an easily digestible way. I think that just comes from being a teen librarian. I do a lot of programming um, and getting people off on their way. So I like to continue streaming, even if I haven't really grown as much in the past couple of years, just so I always know what's currently happening. You're, you're like Red Skull over here, leading people to a, <laughs> a prize you can never claim, right? <laughs> um, um, what Specifically, what resources do you turn to other than the Google in order to learn this stuff? Like, is there a particular set of websites? Like, how, how do you go about doing research? I, I really just do a lot of Google. And um, as you uh, I, I saw, I showed you in the beginning, I print out everything uh, and kind of, I think my, my biggest thing is that I'm very good at absorbing other information, even if I can't recall it. Uh, so I'll research on Google to get to all sorts of different articles. I'll print out the articles that I like the best, highlight, underline, go full grad student on all of these articles and and take all of the, the really good stuff and put it into a like short couple of paragraphs to pass along to someone else. Okay, fantastic. Now, Sam, if you could go back to 2005 when you graduated high school, which if I do my math correct is roughly when you should have. Close, 2006. <laughs> oh, a year later. Okay, 2006, because you're just a year younger than I am. Um, <laughs> if you go back to 2006, you know, bright eye, bushy tail, ready to tackle college in the entire world. If you could go back and talk to little Sama back then, <laughs> you could tell her everything that's going to happen to her over the next several years of her life, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the ups, all the downs, everything that she needs to know in order to make her life bigger, badder, more profitable, more successful, however you define those, those terms. But if there was only one thing you absolutely had to make sure she knew, what would that one thing be? I think probably making content 
at making small pieces of content because I'm I enjoy streaming, but streaming is this four hour block of stuff that you then have to parse down into something smaller. And I never got around to doing that when I first started. I had every intention to. I have like 11 terabytes of storage filled with videos um, and just never quite sit down to do it. And those are a set of skills that I, I don't have. And I think if I was able to hone that sort of skill, being able to make videos, whether that was for YouTube or TikTok, that sort of thing, having content out there that is more easily digestible than a full Twitch stream, I think would have a helped me with Twitch growing my streaming uh, career, but also really helped with the library. I've tried to do several blogs to kind of share my professional experience and I'm very bad at blogging, um, but like if I could have done more like webinars or short videos to encapsulate what I would have put into a blog, I think that would have also been really helpful to kind of capture my career as it grew. Beautiful. Now say a teenager comes up to you in the library today and goes, you know, Miss Emma, I really need something. I need some advice. You know, where do, where do I go from here? I'm not sure I want to do this Twitch thing. I don't, not sure if I want a career. What, what do I do? So I've had a couple people like that who have gone to my, uh, my Twitch for teens <laughs> class that I run. And I always tell them that it's good to start anything as a hobby. And if you do it as a hobby and you love it, keep doing it. If you do it as a hobby and then you turn it into something to try and make bigger, make your career, and you burn out within a month, turn it back to just a hobby. And I think that's something that's really important that a lot of teens don't get because they're constantly getting told by their parents, by their teachers, getting ready for college. Like you have to have all of these really successful things. And I especially I work with a lot of students in IB, which is the International Baccalaureate Program, which I actually graduated from as well when I was in high school, which is like beyond college level. I went to college and college was too easy because I had done IB. Um, so I work with a lot of teens like that who are who are overachievers and have parents who are trying to make them overachievers. And so I always like to caution them that if they have tried to take something, whether that's streaming, whether that's art, whether that's writing, and they find themselves burning out early on to take a step back and let it just be a hobby again. Beautiful. Okay. Now I want to get a little more personal if possible. Mm -hmm. uh, you see, I believe that we learn the most in our life from our failures, not necessarily our successes, because when you fail, you have to take a look at it. You got to figure out what went wrong and figure out how to get past it in order to succeed. Whereas if you succeed the first time, you, yeah, it might've been luck, right? So I'd like to ask you, what do you consider your biggest failure in life and what did you learn from it? I think probably kind of going back to that content thing in a way, I'm bad at finishing things. I have failed to finish a number of different things that I really wish I could have completed. Uh, all the way back to, to high school, the International Baccalaureate Program, I didn't get the, there's an IB diploma and there's an IB certificate. The diploma, you have to get like 20 some odd points in your final exams. I got two points lower than what I needed to get the diploma. And now looking back, like my college career would have been the exact same. I got the exact same scholarship. I got the exact same everything. Um, but I didn't quite get that diploma and I didn't quite get any of my books finished. I haven't finished a novel. I haven't 
made really anything on my like YouTube. I don't complete things the way I should. And it's kind of been a recurring theme, I, I feel like. Um, and I think that's 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 really the biggest thing is is trying to see something through to completion, I think scares me. I'm very much a perfectionist, uh, which makes me stall out in a lot of different areas. <laughs> Okay, thank you for sharing that. Now on the flip side, what is something you're working today to improve on yourself? Hmm. TikTok, actually. <laughs> I say that I'm trying really hard to get into the TikTok scene because that's where all of my teens are. And we're trying to do like TikTok marketing for the library. And I'm like, all right, I'll do my TikTok. Um, and my my personal TikTok has started and then and then shushed again uh but we're making one for the library and i've actually been really successful at making content for my friends um tiktok he does um something with scp which i suddenly forgot what scp stands for uh but it's like an internet it's a uh, uh we, we we refer to it as like the internet version of twilight zone it's that kind of like set of stories um so i've gotten really good at making content for other people uh, and it's been a really great experience because I've actually started doing a little bit of video editing. I've started planning out making more content. So in doing that for other people, because then it's kind of like, I feel like I can make it more of a priority, I guess, which is weird. Um, but making that is, has helped me with figuring out how to do filming from my phone and figuring out how to make kind of a, a schedule for myself. For, for getting recording done and then editing done and then all that stuff. So hopefully I can continue doing that soon for myself as well as for other people. I'm, I'm expecting to see you in the next hit TikTok dance librarian <laughs> dance, right? I, yeah, our marketing person did say something about some kind of weird library dance being a hashtag and they want us to, to work on it at some point. So Do we'll it. see. <laughs> all right, Sam, this has been a fantastic interview. I love it. Um, bad literature jokes aside. And all, <laughs> um, how do people find you? Where are you at on social media? How do people get in touch with you? Um, on pretty much any social media I'm a part of from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok, it's tricking Loki. So tricking as in the, the T-R-I-C-K-I-N-G and then Loki. I don't have a Loki thing near me. I usually do. Uh, L-O-K-I. Um, and that is uh, a handle I can find on every social media platform so far, which has been very lucky. I've never had to add weird numbers or anything. So that's my Gmail. That's my Instagram, my Twitter, my Facebook, everything. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Now, as we wrap this up, do you have any mm -hmm. final thoughts you want to share or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Um. Final thoughts is if anyone, um, especially any young women are looking to get into streaming, definitely, definitely check out Broadcast Her. It's uh, B-R-O-A-D-C-A-S-T-H-E-R. Uh, so Broadcast Her just with an H in the towards the end there. Uh, they do grants. So they have grants every, um, I think, spring and winter. Oh, yes. Spring and fall. Uh, <laughs> I have to have all my notes here. Uh, and they do up to $2,000 grants, which is how I got like my green screen here, which is the handiest thing I've ever seen. This pops up into a green screen and then folds back up to that tiny thing. Um, so really, if you're looking to get into it, even if you don't think you want to go for the grant or if you are not a woman, uh, still feel free to join the Discord. We have lots of great tips and everything. And if you are 
neither a woman nor a man. I am, I am, I fall into both femme and non-binary. Um, non-binary folks are also eligible for the broadcaster grant. So look into that as well. Beautiful. All right, Sama, thank you so much for coming on with us today. I Thanks genuinely do appreciate me. this. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Thank you. Absolutely. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur. <laughs>